Welcome back to One Nail at a Time, insights for building your patient's medical home. I'm Lori. And I'm Michelle, and we're with the Alberta Medical Association. So, Lori, I have a pop quiz for you. Love pop quizzes. Okay. What if I were to tell you that there was a medical intervention that could reduce mortality across the board, regardless of age, by 50%? What do you think I'd be talking about? Well, Michelle, I haven't uh, been reading too many journal articles lately, but I'm sure it would have been on the cover of one of our popular medical oh, journals. Yeah, that's pretty big, 50%. Uh, so I'll, I'll guess if it was there, it's a new drug. Mm-hmm. Uh, exercise comes mm-hmm. to mind if it's mm-hmm. not a drug. Mm-hmm. Uh, or celery juice. I oh. heard that's very, very popular right now. Totally. With the, yeah, with celery the stars. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and no, in fact, it's continuity of care. Are you surprised? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not surprised. <laughs> only because I got to listen to, okay, to this week's okay. footage. Uh, Dr. Richard Luanchuk, our mm-hmm. resident Alberta expert on continuity of care, joined uh, you and Dr. Brad Baylor for a conversation. Yeah, it was, and it was really interesting. I think people might be surprised um, when we think of continuity. We think it's probably just. You know, one of those foundational elements of patients' medical home, and you see your own patients, you know, know who your panel is and put a check in that box. But I think it's a bit more than that. Well, one of the words I heard used a couple of times was the word weaves. Mm. And really, on on the implementation element picture, it is foundational, uh, but really, all of the other implementation elements rely on having strong continuity of care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It impacts an awful lot. Um, and Dr. Lewanchuk will, will fill us in on that and so much more. Great. Should we take a listen? Let's. Welcome, Dr. Lewanchuk. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks very much. Nice to be here. Great. Um, to start off, we always like to have our guests uh, introduce themselves and just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. I'm uh, Dr. Richard Lewanchuk. I was Senior Medical Director for Primary Health Care for 10 years at the Alberta Health Services and have evolved into our Enhancing Care in the Community role, which takes primary care and matches it with all the other services within Alberta Health Services and the community. Wow, that's great. We're glad you're here. <laughs> so we wanted to talk to you a little bit about continuity. And in our patient's medical home implementation elements, the, the, the house picture that everybody is familiar with, at the foundation, at the base of those elements, lives continuity. And it is packaged with panel. It's panel and continuity. Why is that? Well, panel and continuity are, are really foundational uh, elements. Uh, as a family doctor, you have to know who your patients are uh, in order to allow for uh, access. And you want to provide services to your patients, which speaks to continuity. And when we talk about continuity, or it's, it's really talking about relationships, is that you develop a relationship with your, your patients, and so you know them and uh, they know you. And so you obviously have to know who they are in order to provide services. And also knowing your panel also gives you some sense of what types of, uh, of patients you, you have and what their needs may be, whether they're an older 
a group of patients with chronic diseases or a younger group that may have different needs. So the two really go hand in hand. Hmm. And what about its link with access? Can you take continuity and not connect it with access as well? Well, access is an important part of continuity. In order to have continuity of, of care, you need to have uh, access uh, to yourself and to your to your practice. So, for example, a, a practice that has a very long wait to get in, and there's ones that you know sometimes go up to a month uh, in areas that are underserviced. If you have an urgent need, you can't necessarily wait a month, and so you'll find care elsewhere, either uh, in an emergency department or a walk-in clinic, uh, if available. And that sort of destroys the continuity and, and uh, you don't get the benefit from that continuity. Um, similarly, by understanding your panel, if you are in an area where people can't necessarily take time off from work during daytime bankers hours to come see you, uh, you may need to have evening or some form of extended hours or the odd Saturday morning, mm-hmm. for example, in order to provide that access in order to maintain continuity. Right, and then how does team-based care fit into all of that? Well, no doctor can uh, work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days uh, a year. Uh, and similarly, the team brings a variety of skills to the, the medical practice. Uh, but uh, there's two aspects to that. So one is that within the team, if the doctor isn't necessarily readily available, if it's the weekend off or if they're otherwise occupied, being able to see a team member who can then interact with the, the doctor and provide the information uh, achieves a degree of continuity. Uh, or if it's in a practice and somebody's covering for the doctor again on a weekend or, or during holidays, then that same information can be um, uh, can be transmitted to the the primary care provider uh, in order to maintain uh, that uh, that continuity. Yeah, so really continuity kind of weaves its way all around the medical home. It's not just that one-time foundational thing that you that you do. Yeah, that's right. And, and even within teams, for example, you know, patients tell us they want to have continuity with, for example, a chronic disease nurse. So in other words, you don't want to see a different chronic disease nurse or pharmacist or other team member every single time. So it applies within teams. Uh, uh, as uh, as well, but the continuity of a team then allows those members of the team to talk to each other about patients, and sort of brings us into to other aspects of continuity. So it's a little more complex than uh, than than just well, I just see my own patients and yeah. and that's yeah. that. Duh. <laughs> you know, if you um, if you think about the environment we're in in Alberta right now, and um, you know, working on patients' medical home, working in PCNs, and I'm in a practice in Alberta, you know, what what would I do if I wanted to really tackle continuity? You know, where would I start given that it is linked to all these other elements and is more complex than just saying, well, um, you know, I'll just see my patients when I'm there. Yeah, that's a really good uh, point. Um, the Health Quality Council reports are really are a really good starting point because they'll uh, tell you where you're starting from in terms of your relational continuity that is do I see my patients most of the time um, because again you, you know you can't get to um, a certain level of continuity unless you know where you're starting from so by knowing where you're starting from that then allows you to make the appropriate uh, adjustments to your practice or modifications to your practice to enhance continuity 
so for example, if you find that people are going to other practitioners on the weekends, that may then say, okay, well, maybe I need the odd weekend uh, day or weekend morning. So that's a good starting point is, is the Health Quality Council reports. Okay. So I, I know you've done a lot of study on the Alberta health system over the last decade and specifically around concepts like continuity. So if we think about how uh, continuity ties to things like overall cost, ER utilization, hospitalization, um, outcomes, uh, tell us a little bit about what your experience would tell you and what your research has told you over the last decade. Yeah, great point. Um, the answer is, that, as you've said, continuity weaves itself through every single one of those. And uh, we've often said that the single most effective thing that you can do for yourself as a patient, but also the single most effective thing that can happen in a healthcare system is to have a family doctor and be able to see that family doctor. So in other words, have that continuity. The research we've done has shown that when you have that continuity, you have substantially reduced healthcare system costs. Um, less likelihood of hospitalization, fewer emergency room visits, uh, and even if you are admitted to hospital, your length of stay is, is shorter, believe it or not, if you have high continuity at the primary care provider. And if you think about it, it's because the, the hospital-based physicians, when they're discharging, they can say, yeah, I know this person's got a good family doctor, I can be in contact with them, and I'm confident that the management plan is, is going to continue. The really interesting thing from the patient perspective, though, is uh, the benefit to the patient. So people may think, you know, a doctor is a doctor is a, is a doctor, but it's, it's not true. The, uh, the research that we've done is that if you do have that continuity, if you do see that uh, uh, same family doctor for the majority of your visits, so high continuity, it actually has a significant impact on your mortality. And it doesn't matter how old, how young you are, it has that, that impact. So people may, uh, may uh, think that, okay, well, if I'm uh, an older person with multiple chronic diseases, or if that's who we're talking about, yes, having a family doctor that knows them, they may do all the things that are necessary to keep them healthy and decrease mortality. But it applies to this supposedly healthy 20-year-old as well. And the reason for that is that even though the mortality rates are low, there are things like, uh, for example, suicide or mental health problems or, or uh, drug and addiction problems that can be picked up by having that continuity. Because again, when we're talking about continuity, we're talking about relationships. And when we're talking about relationships, it is that understanding. So if I know you as a patient, I can probably pick up when something's not quite right or I will get ahead of the curve and I'll be asking proactively um, about your health and trying to maintain your health uh, when we have that relationship. Uh, if there isn't continuity, if it's being reactive to I show up at a walk-in clinic or emergency department, I'll take care of the acute problem, but I'm not necessarily going to think ahead of the curve. So we've shown reductions of up to 50% in your risk of mortality across the board if you have a high degree of continuity of care. So if you compared that to, say, a statin, <laughs> how, you know, if you were to think so, of continuity as a medication. Yeah, to put that in perspective then, um, it's probably the single most cost-effective intervention we have in, in medicine hmm. um, because it's cheap and it's easy. Uh, but highly effective. 
So if we think of some of the major advances in, in, uh, in care and say in the last 20 years, we think of the statins as an example uh, in reducing cardiovascular disease. And there's all sorts of efforts and all sorts of statins that have come out uh, in response. But the clinical trials with statins in reducing cardiovascular disease probably give you about, depending on the study, somewhere about 15 to 25% reduction in mortality uh, in response. Continuity gives you 50% reduction in mortality. You know, if we had a drug that gave you a 50% reduction in mortality, first of all, there is no drug that gives you 50% reduction in mortality. But if you had one, it would be the the lead article in the New England Journal of Medicine. (laughs) It would be on the national news. It would be the headline in the newspapers. And we'd all be be buying stocks. Yeah, (laughs) I forget about that. (laughs) Absolutely right. And and here we have it, you know, sort of staring us in in the face. So we, so we have it staring us in, in the face and we have local research and international research to support it. So, you know, I, I guess the, one of my questions is, is um, you know, why is it hard? Why is it hard to improve? Why has it been so hard as a healthcare system for us to improve continuity at a provincial level um, when, you, when you look at the last 10 years? It's a challenge, uh, and it's often people think, well, is it the doctor's fault? Is it because you don't have evening hours and weekend hours, and it takes too long to, you know, to see you as a doctor? But we always say, you know, in, in, in healthcare, there's always sort of three components. There's the patient, the provider, and the system level. So sometime in terms of our, our distribution of the physicians or factors that lead to physician distribution, we may not have... Uh, the, the, the the number of physicians we need in a particular area which may have an impact on access which may, then impacts continuity. The other thing is we often say you know you need to make it easy to do the right thing and difficult to do the wrong thing. Um, you know we tend as, as human beings sometimes to be a little bit lazy and if you happen to have a sniffle or a sore shoulder and there's a walk-in clinic across the street from where you work you know you may be tempted to go there. Uh, rather than your family doctor. Uh, and so, uh, although they may look after your acute problem, again, as we said, you know, they're not necessarily picking up on other things or they're not providing that proactive, uh, proactive uh, uh, care. Um, we know that quite often, in fact, uh, it is related to, to patient factors. In fact, our, our research and data, both ourselves and the Health Quality Council, do indicate that probably that is the biggest factor. Because we do find that most people, when they do see another physician, do so during hours when their doctor was practicing and had their office open and could have seen them. So again, it's, it, there's probably a, a public education uh, component uh, uh, to that uh, as well. So it's uh, I think it's it's uh, it's it's multifaceted. You know, we need to to work with our patients to get them to come to 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 see us and explain to them the importance of doing that. We need to make it easier uh, where applicable for them to 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 see us, and we need to facilitate that uh, at a system level. Certainly, once CII CPAR takes off, um, we should have another another avenue for starting those conversations and have a little more information around um, the patients who are maybe in a, in a relationship with more than one physician and, and can actually address that directly. Yeah, that's right. The CII and, and CPAR, particularly CPAR, will help us you know, identify our, our, our panels and know who we're responsible for, who we have relationships 
uh, with and vice versa. Um, it, it, it extends in terms of continuity as well. So we, as we talked about earlier about team-based uh, care, uh, when we talk about continuity, we're usually talking about relational continuity, those relationships, mm-hmm. but there's informational continuity as well. So in other words, if I can't see you, but my partner can see you, mm-hmm. uh, then we want to be able to communicate, you know, hey, I saw your patient last night and this is what was the problem. This is what I did. So that's... Uh, 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 communicating information so that's informational continuity but it applies you know probably more commonly at a system level where somebody goes to the emergency department or admitted to hospital uh, and uh, either of those locations it would be useful to know you know what's going on with this person you know what drugs are they allergic to mm-hmm. so just having that type of information is informational continuity and then once the treatment is completed in the emergency department or hospital and people are are uh, Discharged back into uh, to the primary care setting, knowing what's going on, uh, and having that information at that level is useful in terms of informational continuity, but also being able to then stick to a management plan, which is sort of the third type of continuity. Management continuity uh, is also important. So again, just to recap, we have those three types of continuity: relational continuity, informational continuity, meaning the right information to the right provider at the right time, and then management continuity. In other words, it sort of speaks to patient or person-centered care where we all as a healthcare system are functioning off one management plan for the good of that uh, person. So, you know, overall, if you if you look at Alberta compared to other places in Canada and the world, how do you think we're doing when it, when it stacks up uh, to others in, when you consider continuity? Across Canada, we're doing much better than than uh, than elsewhere uh, and even in the Commonwealth countries we're doing quite well in terms of our, our continuity of, of, of care uh, in in Alberta and it's largely due to the you know the efforts of all the, the parties Alberta Medical Association AHS Alberta Health it's nice to see the all of the groups working in, in partnership um, some other countries you you're assigned a doctor at birth and you can't change that doctor so yeah. you end up with sort of a continuity by by default but that isn't necessarily perhaps the best way because you don't necessarily you don't choose your doctor and so the the relationship isn't necessarily there or the quality of the relationship isn't there i think we have sort of the best or getting to the best of both worlds in alberta where we can develop and choose those relationships and then we're maintaining those relationships Good. So po- positive news for Alberta. Yeah. That we, high five. High yeah. five. Yeah. Yeah. I'll continue to work on it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we like to end all these podcasts with 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 a question, and the question um, is: if you could give one piece of advice to your fellow physicians in Alberta as it pertains to continuity, what would that piece of advice be? Um, well, the advice I would give is, is something that might, you, you might not actually expect. And so when we talk about the quadruple aim, or if people have heard about the quadruple aim, the fourth part, the quadruple part of it, actually has to do with provider satisfaction. And so there's a silver lining to continuity as well. So we've talked about you know the benefits to the, the person, the patient, to the healthcare system, to the outcomes, to the costs, you know, the triple aim. But there's also a benefit to we as providers. So when you develop those relationships, it's, it's a two-way street. So you benefit or we benefit as well from knowing our patients. So we get a satisfaction of getting ahead of the curve, of providing care uh, to people, of, of seeing the benefits of, uh, of our work, of being able to have a, 
a chat and a talk with a, with our patients. And uh, I know my patients now, they are just as likely to ask me, how are you doing? How are you feeling? So it, it, uh, it really improves the, the joy of work or the job satisfaction. So it, it has that added benefit uh, as well. So it's not an onerous task that we have to do. It's something that actually benefits us as well. Wonderful. Great. Well, thank you very much, Richard, for sharing with us. Uh, That was fantastic. It really was. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Thanks so much for tuning in. Check out the show notes for links to the tools, resources, and websites that were referenced in this podcast. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a comment, tell us what you thought, and what you'd like to hear more about. And until next time, grab your hammer and keep building one nail at a time.